welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Demand Gen Radio, and thank you, Paul, for the introduction. Today on the program, I have Tyler Lassard, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Vidyard, up in the Great White North, up in Toronto. So, Tyler, thanks for joining me on the program today. Thank you, David. It's great to be here, and uh, appreciate the invitation. Looking forward to the chat. Absolutely. Well, as you know, I'm a huge fan of video, which we'll, we'll talk about. Uh, so thank you for, for joining me and sharing insights to our listeners on uh, what's happening in video. So maybe let's start there. Let's jump right in with what was the whole genesis behind starting Vidyard? I don't know if I've ever asked you that, but, like, you know, we we all had YouTube way back in the day, and we had big corporate expensive video production uh, agencies that could help with stuff. And then along comes Vidyard to disintermediate all of that. But um, I'm sure there's a backstory on how it came to be, and I've never asked it. Yeah, it's actually uh, an interesting story. Vidyard started back in around 2009-2010 um, as a video production agency. Um, so not as a technology company, but as an agency out there helping businesses create and produce video content uh, for use on their websites and then evolving social media channels and campaigns. And, um, you know, what happened was we started to see more and more appetite for analytics and data behind those videos. And, you know, the idea was if we can help our customers not only create great content, but be able to understand and prove how that content is contributing to their region, to their revenue, um, and understand more than just how many views it's getting, um, that we could level up the value we were giving to our customers. And in the early days, we actually were the first agency who could sell video production with a guarantee of how many people would watch, how long they would watch, and how that would influence your, um, your pipeline and revenue. And this was a big differentiator, but ultimately we found that there was a huge opportunity in just the technology. Uh, we put the production piece aside and focused on building a, a video platform that would help businesses generate more value from their video content through uh, with analytics and other types of tools. So it's a really interesting start and, and a lot of great insights from being a production agency in the early days. Cool. So you you were one of those production agencies and said, hey, we can make this uh, a better, simpler experience for for clients in the rest of the world. Awesome. I I never knew that. Uh, and you guys have had just phenomenal success. I know um, not only in the marketing automation and marketing technology markets, but in in other markets uh, as well. In the past several years, there has been much greater use and adoption. Of video, and I'll, I'll share some of my own perspectives on why companies like ours, Demand Gen, and me, from a personal perspective, have been doing more in video. But what are you seeing? Like, what what was this tipping point, or what's happening that video is becoming so mainstream? Yeah, when you look back about five or six years ago, when we really started to, to do what we were doing, uh, you know, video was becoming mainstream for you know, B2C companies, and, and it was really picking up as a, you know, peer-to-peer communication with the, with the rapid rise of, of social and, and video creation tools. Um, but it was very early for B2B companies to start looking at video as a, as a serious part of their marketing mix. Um, but we saw the early indications of those kind of leading brands looking at, you know, how do we really differentiate ourselves in the market? And more importantly, how do we create more, you know, human connections with our audiences in this new digital age? And it's something that's really come along with the focus of, you know, all of us as marketers on creating better customer experiences, connecting with people on a more emotional level, and then really building relationships through content. And, you know, that stuff gets me really excited. And I think about the opportunity with video 
um, to create those experiences that make people really want to engage with your brand and, and understand what you're doing. Um, but what's really sparked this is the demand from the users, right? So as marketers and, and myself, I love to create video content because it's an amazing opportunity for expression, but users are starting to demand it more and more. It's really become an accepted content medium. It's, I mean, over 20 billion videos are played back every day across YouTube, Snapchat, wow. and Facebook, which is ridiculous, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it's just showing the trends in our personal lives, right? I mean, I'm sure folks listening to this, um, you know, likely today and yesterday, you can you think about the number of videos that you've actually watched. Um, so it's becoming an expected content medium for people, not only in personal lives, but in their business lives. And B2B companies are seeing that and, and now not only recognizing, hey, we need this kind of content to bring people in at the top of the funnel, but it's incredibly powerful as an education tool, as a conversion tool, all the way through the buying journey. Um, and that's what really gets us excited is seeing some of these customers that are using video at every stage of the buying journey right through into sales um, to communicate with their customers, to share visuals about what they do, um, and again, to build a better connection with people. And frankly, it's, it's really, really working. I remember several years ago when I first met you guys, you gave me this incredible advice, and it was simple, which is always the best advice. And when it came to making videos, your advice was, just do it. Very Nike-ish. But what you were saying to me, as I remember, was don't get hung up on the equipment or the technology or even put a lot of budget into the production. Just start doing it. And what I did that year in 2015 is I started making mixology videos at home. And I just took my iPhone, I put it on a stand, and I would teach people how to make a vu carré in one episode and then teach people how to make a whiskey ginger in another. And the whole reason I was doing it was not because I thought I'd build a YouTube channel about making cocktails. I just wanted to practice staring into a piece of plastic and a lens and communicate without an audience, without seeing someone else as a tremendous skill, and it actually came easier than I thought, but it was difficult at, at first, no doubt. From there, I've done more experimenting, and this past year, in Q4 of 2016, I produced six vlog videos, and that time I used a Canon 70D, uh, so I stepped up my camera gear, improved my microphone, and the quality changed dramatically, but I also found that you really don't need high-end equipment to make something engaging, but the tools and technologies today have gotten a lot easier with Final Cut and Movie Maker and, of course, your platform. What other advice do you have for our listeners on getting started in video and video production? Yeah, I think as you uh, as you said, don't use budget as an excuse or experience as an excuse not to do it, uh, because there are lots of different ways we're seeing people weave video into the conversation that that don't have to be uh, you know Hollywood blockbuster production. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, actually we recently launched a tool called Viewit um, with the intention of making it. Dead simple for anybody, you know, even a sales rep to be able to record a quick video message and send it to somebody via email. And what was interesting was we started to see a lot of these folks who, you know, to your point, you know, traditionally, you know, they're not sure about getting in front of the camera, but they're comfortable sitting in front of their laptop and, and they're comfortable doing a screen recording. And the simple step of saying, yeah, I'm going to turn on my webcam. I'm just going to, you know, talk my message instead of type it out and send that to somebody as a quick little video instead of a long email. 
um, you know, it, it started to become more natural and, and these sorts of videos are becoming commonplace now and, and, you know, they're seeing better responses to those than, um, you know, traditional text-based emails. They really stand out and they show a human aspect of it. It creates empathy with the other person. And, you know, those people, it's funny when I say to them, they're like, hey, great, you're a video producer now. They're like, no, I'm not a video producer. I'm just a salesperson. And it's like, no, you're a content creator, right? And it's the same as when, you know, a lot of people started blogging and people are on social now and, and it's, uh, it's so just, you know, testing out those things, and I think to your point, just trying new things with simple tools, but don't try to, you know, your first uh, effort doesn't have to be a big, massive campaign. It can absolutely be, um, you know, a quick whiteboard video, right, just talking about a simple topic, um, a quick product overview that might include a screen capture. These kinds of videos, you know, can be very powerful and, and very useful, but, you know, don't need to take any more than an hour to produce and, and as you said, a, a simple camera in front of you or a simple software on your laptop. Yep, Nike slogan, just just do it, and it's really fun. I would say if I was to stack rank my different types of content creation, video would be number one. Uh, number two is I still love direct mail. Uh, I love getting packages and stuff and creating packages for our clients and for our employees. We have onboarding kits, and I love dimensional mail. Third would be a format like this podcast because it's another very highly expressive uh, format. Yep. And the last would be actually writing content because you have to be so precise. It's typically a more lengthy process, uh, but I love the other ones. Well, and what you talked about there, David, those are, you know, those are the experiential, um, you know, and, and very multi-sensory kind of content, right? When you talk about video, you talk about podcasts, you talk about physical mail, and um, and, and all of those are kind of the human aspect to, to you know, how we, we communicate. And it's, you know, it's tough in this digital age. We've lost a lot of that as marketing and salespeople and have relied a lot more on automation, and we all get hundreds of text-based emails every day that uh, you know seem to say the same thing over and over again, um, and they lose that human connection. And, and the word I mentioned earlier was empathy, um, that I think is really important, because when you put that extra effort into connecting with somebody with your voice, with your face, um, you know, with something tactile like direct mail, um, it creates an additional layer of you know, connection and of empathy uh, at a human level, which is, again, us as marketers need to remember that um, and the psychology behind why people want to do business with certain other people. Um, so it's a, I think it's a powerful mix, and I'd love to hear you say that because I think uh, uh, you know, the written word certainly is not dead, um, but we've heard things like in the future, not too distant future, things like you know, audio and, and video information will um, you know, take priority and text will support it and complement it as opposed to how it's kind of the other way around today. I couldn't agree more. We are truly in a digital age, uh, a made-up term by our head of marketing that talked about the dominance that video has in entertainment these days and now in marketing for engagement. Let's take a quick break, Tyler, to hear from the sponsors who make this show possible, and we'll be right back to talk more about Vidyard, your platform, and the use of video in marketing. Don't go away. Vidyard is the video platform for business. Designed to help companies leverage video across every team, Vidyard's powerful platform allows you to generate leads, accelerate pipelines, and delight your customers. For marketers, Vidyard simplifies video management and enables next-generation lead gen, scoring, and nurturing by sending real-time video data right to your marketing automation platform. Plus, sales teams can send videos right from within Gmail and see who's washed what in Salesforce. Find out more about all the things Vidyard can do for you. Just visit the site, vidyard.com. Just like it sounds, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D, Vidyard. 
com. Have you ever wondered if there's a great book on modern marketing? Well, there is, and it's called Manufacturing Demand. It's written by modern marketing guru David Lewis. It's the number one book on lead generation, and guess what? It's yours for free today as a demand gen radio listener. In the book, David teaches you how to create your demand factory, how to align sales and marketing, how to set up your demand funnel, and he provides you blueprints of the best practices for lead scoring, lead nurturing, and marketing analytics. Plus, the book Manufacturing Demand gives you plenty of actionable tips and recommendations, as well as real-world case studies for how leading companies like yours are achieving tremendous results applying these principles. As a Demand Gen Radio listener, you can download a free copy today, manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Don't wait. Grab your copy today. Just go to manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Or you can pick up a hard copy, Amazon.com or other fine booksellers, by searching for the book, Manufacturing Demand. All right, we're back with Tyler Lassar. This is Dave Lewis, and we are listening to Demand Gen Radio talking about video, which is a extreme passion of mine. I love creating video and I love watching video. In fact, this is a show about marketing technology, but I will segue for a second and say if you ever wanted a great fitness tip, I have started taking, Tyler, my iPad to the gym and I go into YouTube and I mark all my watch later videos. And then when I go to the gym and get on the Stairmaster, because I find going to the gym extremely boring, but no longer because I watch my playlist and I go blow through like 30, 45 minutes of video uh, every time I go. Love it. It was a tip someone passed on to me, and I use it. So there you go. Who expected that on Demand Gen Radio? Time flies when you're immersed in visual content, whether it's you know at the gym, at home, or at work. There you go. So we started off the show talking about where Vidyard came from, the whole genesis. But what I want to share, uh, ask you to share, is... Why Vidyard? Why would you need a video platform as opposed to just publishing your videos out on publicly available platforms like YouTube? So, you know, it's a great question, and, and we find that, you know, most businesses today are, are still leveraging tools like YouTube um, or Vimeo as, you know, free hosting services for their video content. And, um, you know, YouTube is, uh, you know, is an important part of the marketing mix, and videos you're producing as a business should likely be on, on YouTube as a destination site if people are coming there to, to look for content. Um, but when it comes to, you know, hosting the videos on your own websites, your own campaign pages, your own email marketing, or, or videos that are internal to your business, uh, there's a lot of shortcomings and, and drawbacks to YouTube. Um, you know, a number of things from, A, the branding and experience, right? So you've got the right. YouTube logo, and you have limited control over what happens at the end of that video. And if somebody, you know, you know, clicks in the wrong spot, they may be suddenly watching one of your competitors' videos and those kinds of things. So you can lose a bit of that brand control and, and overall customer experience. There is the security aspect. So for those videos that you may be wanting to keep internal um, or private to, you know, partners and others, again, YouTube has very limited capabilities there. And as you expand your video strategy, those sorts of things you need to consider. You know, a couple of the other pieces. One is the analytics behind the scenes, and this is kind of where we really started and what's near and dear to our hearts is, you know, YouTube will give you, obviously, insights into the number of views your videos are getting. But the problem is, you have no idea who those individuals are, and you have no way to identify them or to, you know, tie those views back 
to your core business and understand, well, is that video helping me drive revenue? Is it helping me generate leads? Mm-hmm. Um, I really have no idea because all I know is it's got you know, 2,000 views, but what does that mean? And so that was really the, the focus of us early on, was helping businesses understand who's watching the videos across their website, just like they can track who's you know, filling in different forms or reading different white papers or, or clicking on different pages and being able to track that data back in their marketing and sales systems and use that information to know more about their audience, um, to help qualify their most engaged buyers, and to uh, you know, understand how different videos are actually contributing to their demand generation efforts. So beyond just the view counts, you know, understanding, hey, this video helped contribute, you know, $2 million in pipeline because I know that these different accounts all watch that video that, you know, ultimately converted. So those kinds of insights and analytics at the user level are becoming very, very important, especially as businesses are investing more in video. And if you're, again, spending, you know, time and energy on video um, to produce the content, you want to make sure you've got the data behind the scenes to really optimize the performance and know what's driving business for you so you can continue to improve um, you know, every time you make a new piece of content. So a couple key takeaways. It's not, hey, don't put your content out on these other platforms, but Vidyard provides the analytics, provides the integration with the marketing automation systems. Um, you control the experience both from a branding perspective and, and you know, what they see next, as well as, you know, walling off videos uh, and content that you want to make um, only available internally. And, and we do that. As I said, you know, in the beginning of the show, we're a client of yours and we use the platform. Some of the things that we use the platform for is all of our internal training videos. So, uh, we have training ranging from lead management to lead scoring and nurture strategy. All the services that we deliver to our clients, we produce internal videos that our services team gets to watch and all those are hosted up in Vidyard, uh, as well as our employee onboarding. So some fun videos that we have when we hire new employees that they get to watch. We store all that in Vidyard and don't make it publicly out there. But I also want to make sure that, like, Vidyard's not just a playing platform, an analytics platform. You guys have done some incredible things in terms of, you know, not only the editing tools and controlling and the interactive experience uh, and branching and where people go, but you also have personalization. So maybe catch everyone up on what's happened in the last couple of years in terms of how the platform has evolved and some of the, the killer features that you guys have added. Yeah, there's um, you know there's three areas that I'm I'm really excited about that are, are starting to drive incremental value to customers beyond just the analytics and the hosting. Um, the first, uh, which you touched on, is the interactive experiences, and so this is the ability within a video playback to add you know maybe survey questions throughout the video. It may be annotation overlays, so as somebody's watching, they can click on active parts to go off and do something. Um, you can create choose-your-own-adventure-style videos where it may play for 20 seconds and ask the person, what would you like to watch next? Um, or you can add forms from your Marketo or Oracle or other systems and right into the end of the video to drive somebody to request a demo or whatever it happens to be right from within that video experience. So that's really exciting because it's now taking that next step to tying video content directly into lead generation and, and qualification and insights, which is which is great. The second piece is personalization. And this one's been really interesting for us. It's a technology that we've been investing in for uh, for about 18 months now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, when we say personalization with video, the idea is to be able to weave the individual viewer's name, company name, you know, their logo, um, right into the video itself, such that the, you know, the video experience is actually unique to them and, and has relevant information um, about them in the video itself. 
And what makes it really powerful is we can also generate a unique thumbnail for that individual. And, you know, Dave, you may, may recall our last uh, holiday uh, video campaign. Yep. Instead of sending out physical holiday cards, we emailed out a holiday video to everybody. But not only was it a great, you know, fun holiday video, but the thumbnail image right inside your inbox had Happy Holidays Day as part of the video. And when you click on that and you watch it, there's various points throughout the video where, um, you know, there's a present with a tag with your name on it. And there's some fun things there that, you know, it's interesting for people. It's memorable. Um, but it also creates a, kind of a personal emotional experience that, uh, you know, we've seen is really generating good results. So higher click-throughs because of the personalization, longer engagement, and better conversions. And those are things we've all known as marketers when we started personalizing emails, right? When we started going, oh, my gosh, I can put somebody's first name in the in the subject line. This is this is groundbreaking. <laughs> um, you know, now that's expected. Um, but we're seeing the same sort of thing now in video. It's new. It's interesting. Um, and uh, it's, it's creating some really great results. So that one's been, uh, been a big hit. And I think more than just the novelty of the creative is that it's driving real demand gen results. Many of our customers are seeing like 5 to 10x increase yeah. in click-through rates on those emails because they see that big that thumbnail image in a personal video. and It's really irresistible to click and see it. It is really. Before we go on to the third, I was, you know, my personal experience watching those is it almost feels like Easter eggs, you know, in video games or movies where you're waiting for yep. something to show up. So you're watching the video and it's personalized and like there's a car driving by and your name's on the license plate, you know, and then you're waiting like, okay, where's the next place they're going to insert my company name or a piece of personalization? So you're really, really engaged in the videos. It's a cool technology. I, it's almost like Houdini. I never want to know how you guys do it, but it blows. <laughs> blows me away every time yeah. I watch them, and it's a really nice uh, additional capability that you guys have added. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been uh, you know again, I think it's been a, a big hit for people, and um, you know what I'm really excited to see are those different use cases, and we've seen it you know for for top of funnel campaigns that are a bit more fun and interesting. Um, we've seen it in you know product demos. So as somebody requests the demo. Um, you know, they maybe sent a video where, again, their company logo has already baked right into the screenshot of their product or things like that. So just little, you know, incremental ways, like you said, they almost become Easter eggs where, where um, you know, people are, are watching and, and hoping to see what's going to be next, which is great. Yeah. Um, and the third piece, which I just wanted to, to quickly mention, was um, we touched on this a bit earlier, but... The, you know, the one barrier we still see with a lot of businesses is that content creation side. And, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that we've started working with sales teams and others with, um, with a new tool called Mutit that makes it just dead simple right from in your inbox, right from within Gmail or Outlook to be able to record a quick personal video, um, you know, up, add that to an email and send it to somebody. But then not only sending it, but be notified proactively when that person watches. And so, you know, Dave, I can record a quick video for you, send it to you, and, you know, I'll know if you're watching, so you better watch. And uh, I'll get that email back saying, you know, Dave Lewis watched your video 10% of the way through, 50% of the way through, or 100% of the way through. Um, and that tells me not only, you know, did you engage in the content, but how long did you engage? And if you only watched for 10 seconds, I'm probably not going to follow up. Um, if I'm a salesperson and you watched all the way to the end, you're going to be my next call to make. So those sorts of tools, I think, are becoming really powerful and uh, make it easy for sales teams, in addition to marketing, to start using video as a way to prospect, um, you know, in a one-to-one scenario as opposed to the one-to-many with marketing. 
Yeah, we need to try that out. We haven't started using that piece of the, the application yet. It's a new tool, and um, we need to do that. And, you know, most of everyone on our client engagement team and the sales team all have cameras either built into their computers or attached to them, yeah. and we should we should start doing that. Um, before we wrap up, let's talk. I mean, you're the chief marketing officer. You have the same pressures our clients do and our listeners do of generating demand. So what's what's been working for Vidyard in terms of demand generation programs that you guys have been doing either last year and, and some that you're planning on expanding on this year? So some secrets from one marketer to another. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been interesting. Over the last uh, year or two, we've, we've really focused in on creating really hard-hitting campaigns that, you know, I like to think of as delivering a really wow experience to people, you know, the kinds of content campaigns that really stand out and, um, you know, get people to react and, and get them to, you know, genuinely kind of want to engage with us. And it's, it's a bit of a different mindset, and I've really focused on that with the team of when we're thinking about different programs or campaigns, you know, you put the pressure on and you say, if you were on the other side of this, you know, would this stand out? And, like, would it would it give you the feels? I was talking about the feels, right? Like, does it give you an emotional reaction that yep. you would really want to engage? Um, or is it just another white paper like the other 50 I get in my inbox every day? So that's been really interesting. Some of our most successful programs are now where, you know, we deliver these more experiential digital campaigns. We did a our video marketing maturity assessment, which was one of our most successful campaigns of the last two years. What that was is it was a, a, an assessment tool that somebody could come and answer five or six questions about how they're using video, and they would get some feedback on, you know, are you at level one, two, three, or four of, of video marketing maturity? But then not only that, they would get some follow-up information on, oh, you're at level two. Here's some ideas for how you get to level three. And it was all built around an interactive experience, so it wasn't just static documents or whatnot. There was interactive content. There were videos as part of it. And the overall design was really integrated into the campaign. Um, but it was something that found really worked because people really want to understand at this level, you know, how do they match up to others in their industry? So, it was, you know, that was really successful. And we had a similar one with a benchmark report where, again, it was about helping people understand how do they stack up to their peers and what can they do to, you know, take that next step to go from where they are to where they want to get to. Um, and those sorts of campaigns, you know, I don't have any secret sauce to it, but to me, it's about thinking through the experience, not just the content. Yeah. But, you know, are you delivering something of true value in a way that people want to engage with it and make it interesting and memorable? And needless to say, those campaigns have also included personalized videos yeah. as a way to pull people into the story and, and get their attention in the first place. And, you know, it, it, it works miracles. Good tips. Well, Tyler, thanks for joining me. I always feel like we run out of time and there's so much to talk about. I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks in Arizona when we're both at the B2B uh, conference there, so I'll see you there. Um, and for everyone listening, a replay of today's episode will be available in just a couple of days on demandgenradio.com. Don't forget you can tune in on iTunes by searching for DemandGen or on Google Play. And uh, this is going to conclude the episode. Thank you very much, Tyler. Give my best to the team. See you soon. And I just want to say farewell to everyone and remind you all to make marketing matter most in your organization. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 